This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We have been asked about New Year's resolutions this year. We'd just like to know what your resolution is. So if you've got one, send it in. BridgeZoneShuffle at gmail.com. You're going to hear about Barry when Kermit asks us what our resolutions are. So listen in to that. What do you reckon, Barry, 2022? I guess it's an interesting subject. What is 2022 going to bring for bridge players? Is it going to be more online bridge? Is it going to be all back to face to face and online bridge goes on the back burner? Yeah, I don't know exactly what I'm hoping for. I do enjoy online bridge. And when it comes to playing in some of the Australian events or I guess anywhere overseas, it is a benefit that you could maybe play in them without having to hop on a plane and go somewhere and worry about whether you've got to isolate and whether you've got to have a negative COVID test before you leave. There are lots of benefits, but as for playing in New Zealand, I think probably most of us are really hoping we'll be playing face-to-face a lot more. Yeah, I think a lot of people will agree with you there, Barry. I do believe people are missing the bridge clubs. I do believe that people love playing online as well because how else are you meant to get your bridge fixed? So I think the segue over to online bridge is actually helpful. And if you're one of these people that think that it's going to affect us face-to-face, well, you could surely let us know your views about that. I don't think it is, but people's personal circumstances are going to be the thing, I believe, that's going to let us know if people are coming back to the clubs. Yeah, I for one. I'm hoping that there's still going to be the occasional Australian event that's played online, that we can participate in those. They're a lot of fun. And, you know, like I say, we don't have to fly to Gold Coast or Melbourne or Sydney or Perth play, and yet we can meet up with any of our, all of our Aussie mates. True. Maybe that's a pipe dream. Maybe it won't happen, but I'm hoping there'll still be the occasional online event. I'm pretty sure there will. It's proved too popular. The, the ability to play in Australia, which I'm playing, yeah, I've decided I'm going to be in. There's an event that I can play online overseas. I'm going to do that. So my first one is this week. I'm really looking forward to it. It's great. I mean, you can do it from your It's not like you're just going to get on your broomstick and fly over there. Oh, hang on a minute. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> we all know you don't mean it, Mr. Jones. It's like me wishing that you don't sprain your ankle when you start your two-day tramping hike tomorrow. (laughs) Yes, indeed. The question, though, is, Mariana, is that if they do decide to have some online events, are they going to be replacing existing face-to-face or are they going to be something extra? So far, they've all been instead of rather than top of. And also, it's just occurred to me is, you know, will New Zealand reciprocate by maybe holding a couple of online events that the Aussies can play in? Yeah. Well, I we think that us. the changes in the world, that we need to be savvy with that and we need to make it available because we would still have some bridge players, Barry, that 
potentially can't be double vaxxed or have their own personal reasons why they won't be double vaxxed. And we need to be able to cater for them. And it's such an easy thing to do. Okay, so what you're saying is that perhaps Novak Djokovic will be playing in the Auckland Easter Congress. <laughs> oh, I can tell you that the Cooperative Bank have made it a standard that all staff need to be double vaccinated. And that's by, the, we've got a certain date. You can have exemptions and things, but one thing that we don't accept is the dance that I'm not prepared to tell you because that's just not good enough. And I don't think it's good enough for him. I'm, I agree with Raphael. The old Nadal said he knew exactly what he needed to do to enter this tournament, and he's no better or worse than anyone else. You just follow the rules. Some people don't, and you can say that for some bridge players when you've got systems. You don't always follow the rules, do you? So are you one of those people? Well, I think some people probably are, are stricter than others as to how closely they follow their own system. Mm. And if you're not one of those people, if you're one of those persons that is prone to departing from the system, well, that's okay as long as you tell the ops that. It makes you wonder, though, but I just think he believes that he walks in different shoes now. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that subject up. <laughs> oh, look, I'm sure there's lots of bridges that love tennis. Oh, there are. They've got their opinions as well. Again, if you want to let us know how you feel, just put Novak yes or Novak no. (laughs) Don't forget, one of the most famous bridge players is also one of the most famous tennis players. Oh, that's right. It was Martina Navratilova, of course. Well, I bet you she'll be (laughs) double-backed. Pretty sure she is. She's been weighing in on some of these problems too. Mm. I hope she's still getting a bit of bridge in. Anyway, tell me, this Canberra tournament on Real Bridge, it's pretty long, Barry. It's pretty similar to our own Congress, really. It goes for about a week. Uh, But I mean, so does our Congress, usually. Fingers crossed, our Congress still looks like it's going ahead. Haven't heard anything otherwise. Well, I do know that the program is about to be printed this week. Now, there's some things that they just have to finalise little bits and pieces. Full steam ahead. And, of course, they'll have a practice at the Tauranga Mini Congress coming up at the end of the month. Looking forward to that. It'll be nice to know how many people are actually going to front up to it as a blowout to pre-Congress, because I think we need to support the clubs that are going through all of this organisation to put on the events according to the alerts. It looks pretty promising. I don't see anything currently or present day that is going to change any status. Do you? Um, I am a little worried for Tauranga. I'm sure they must be. The fact that the Congress is going to be following on virtually straight afterwards, that that's going to take its toll on their number of entries. So I really hope that they get a good turnout or Mm. good enough to make it work because I know that Tauranga Club puts a a lot of effort into making their events enjoyable for players. Absolutely. Coming up next, we're heading off to the courthouse. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Good morning and hi, Judge Julie. Hi, how's everybody? How are so you? It's 2022, Judge Julie. Why don't we start out with a couple of New Year's resolution? One, for directors all around the country. And two, for players all around the country. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think there's a couple of things that would work for everybody. Yeah, oh, kindness. So I'm be polite and courteous both on both sides of the table and 
from the point of view of directing and from running things, the whole kit and caboodle. And I'm sure all of us have been stressed and we're going into environments now where we've got masks or whatever we do have or don't have and vaccinations and all sorts of stuff going on. So I think being polite, being courteous and just being nice to each other would be a wonderful New Year's resolution. I think that's a tall order. <laughs> so the directors can help set the tone by being relaxed. It's one of the hardest things to do because at the beginning of a session, you're running around panicking. And really, to a very large degree, how you start off does affect things quite a lot. So if things go south, being able to look like you are relaxed and dealing with it, even if you're not, just actually does help. And keep in mind, if you are directing, no matter what happens, you can always stop and start again. If you can't fix it, don't keep trying. Everyone's waiting and they're getting a bit aggravated and they're wondering what's going on and let people know. And I mean, seriously, stand up there and say, look, I'm really sorry. I made an absolute foul up of the whole thing. I miscounted the time. Whatever I did, I did it wrong. So I'm just going to have to start again. And that is really the best thing you can do. And it really does help set the tone and that helps by you not running around like a headless chock as you're panicking about something but yeah. the players and the director is always frenetic at the beginning of a session it's not the time to ask what would you do on this hand Julie or <laughs> <laughs> what would your ruling be I went and played this tournament last week and I'm not happy and your <laughs> poor director is trying to think how many tables have I got what movement have I got is so-and-so playing with Joan at table one rather than one of them sitting at table 10 and one of them at table one? I mean, there's so yeah. many things. Judge Joey, can we turn this air conditioning down? <laughs> no, there should always be the most that you really do need to have a player in charge of the climate because <laughs> you can't get it right. <laughs> and life is hard enough as it is without being responsible for something that no one can get right. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Taking that all into account, I reckon we've got probably a better chance of building a bridge over Cook Strait before during the year. I think it was Kathy Yule, quite a few years ago, said that when she was on a committee, I think in Hamilton, actually, I don't know, and I could be misquoting her, so please, Kathy, if I am, <laughs> don't get too upset with me. When people came up and said, why isn't this happening or why isn't that happening, she asked if they wanted to volunteer for the role. Right. I mean, someone's saying, why hasn't the gardens been done? Or, you know, why is it too hot? Why aren't the pans on? Easy answer. Just say, well, if you'd like to be in charge, because right? yeah. no one wants to be in charge of those things. They'd be quiet for the rest of the day, I can assure you, those people. Mm. Yeah. So beginning of a session, if everyone starts off by being nice, then maybe everything will get there. Bye. <laughs> I've lost a grandchild. <laughs> You've only had them for five minutes. Director, please. <laughs> We've yeah, lost uh, the player. <laughs> I keep trying to lose the grandchildren, but I never manage. <laughs> Actually, I've got a cute, cute picture of a, a seven-year-old with his front teeth missing. Yes, well, little Miss Cassidy has got a wiggly front tooth and we walk around with a little plastic bag about this big just in case it falls out and she has to have it on her person when her mother arrives this week. Yeah. So 
you know, if you can't say something nice, talk about the grandchildren. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank you, Julie. Okay, have a good day. Hey, I've got a question to ask. Oh, this always worries me. This is the first one for 2022. I wonder how many there's going to be. Question one. I want to talk about QVIDs, not in control vids, but when you're trying to QVID to your partner and saying that you've got game interest and don't stop bidding. How do you do it? How do you introduce these QVIDs when oppositions interfere? Okay. Whether they interfere or not, you should usually have a have a system. Now, I know we've got a lot, a lot of listeners here. One of them will open one heart and their partner will bid two arts. If the other one wants to invite to game, they'll bid three arts. And if the other one's got closer to nine points than six points, they'll bid four. And if they haven't, they'll pass. But three hearts is not really very helpful, Mariana, because in a lot of cases, as so much as to whether partner's got a maximum or not, it's whether or not you've got cards that fit. So you're quite right. You should make a game try that actually means something. So when it goes one heart and your partner bids two hearts, if you want to make a game try, you should bid something else that might help partner. Because, okay, if partner's got nine, they'll probably go anyway. If you've got six, they probably won't go. But if they've got seven or eight, it's all about whether the cards that they have got are going to be useful for you. Instead of bidding two hearts, you could bid another suit if you have one. You don't always have that, of course, so you might want to bid like a suit that's not actually four cards long. It might only be three cards long. So if it goes one heart past two hearts, and then your partner now bids, say, three clubs, your partner clearly doesn't want to play in clubs. They're trying for game in hearts, and they're just also saying, hey, partner, I have got a little bit extra, but not enough to go to game, and I've got these clubs. Can you help me out with clubs? Now, if your partner's got an eight count, but they've got three small clubs, that's probably not going to be helpful. (laughs) If they've got an eight count that includes King Jacker clubs, then that's probably going to be enough for you to make. I know that when I play with Jenny, we play a bid like that. Three of something typically promises something like three or four to one honour. That's four to the queen or four to the king or three to the queen or three to the king. And that helps partner to decide. Now, that's not the only way. That just happens to be the way that we play it. Some people play short suit cupids. They'll actually bid a shortage rather than... So they'll say one art, two arts, and they'll say three clubs. And that actually says, look, I've got a singleton club. What do you think? Now, if partner's got wasted values in clubs, they're probably going to sign off in three hearts if you're playing short suit tries. And what those people generally do is if they don't have a shortage, they'll probably bid to no trumps to say, hey, partner, I've got a balanced hand with a bit extra. What do you think? Maybe partner can then, if they've got a concentrations of values and clubs or diamonds, they could bid that. So it's all about just bidding something other than one heart, two hearts, three hearts, four hearts, which was always described to me as, you know, little old ladies in Ekatahuna bid. So please, all little old ladies in Ekatahuna, do not email the bridge zone complaining. It's nothing personal. Is there a bridge called Nekadahuna, Mariana? Not a Nekadahuna, no. That would be Paiatua or Masterton. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you're pretty lucky. (laughs) I don't want to see any one heart, two heart, three hearts, four hearts. I mean, I just think that's quite unhelpful. I know when we learn, that's what we do. 
but it's much more helpful to go one heart, two heart, and then bid something else. Either yeah. two no trucks, say you've got a balance stand, three of us, another suit if you've got a suit you want some help in. Give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> so that's a good start. They're not actually cupids, Mariana. They're what we actually call a trial bid. In the case I was talking about, it's a long suit trial bid where you've got three or more of the suit, or a short suit trial bid where you've got usually a singleton or maybe even a void in a suit. All right. So let's say partner opens one heart, opposition interfere with two clubs, and then you fit, say, two hearts. Six to nine, yep. I can fit you. Yep. And then partner comes in and they bid three clubs. Exactly what does that mean? So that means they've got some extras. Yep. I'd play that would be the same thing. I've got, I need some help in clubs. I've got a few clubs and what the heck am I going to do with them? If partner has a shortage in clubs, awesome. Once again, if partner's got three clubs, they're probably just going to sign off in three hearts. How then, do you get it for, as a game force, Barry? I guess you bid game. Partner's already limited their hands to six to nine. Yep. You can bid three clubs. If you're seriously interested in slam opposite six to nine, and I think that would be unusual, then you could bid three clubs. And even when partner signs off in three hearts, then you could bid something else. If you bid a suit that partner can't sign off in your original suit without going to game, then that must be a bid looking for slam. If you had to bid three spades over three clubs, whatever they bid, really that would say, well, we've got to go to four hearts. I'm actually interested in slam. This is the spades or, or it's a shortage in spades or it's a whatever it is. Well, there you go. That might help some people. On the other hand, it might not. If you don't like it, just email us. Yeah, I think one of the things that we'd like to happen with the Bridgestone listeners is we would like our contact from you guys to be increased. We know that a lot of people listen to the Bridge Zone. Our stats have proven that. And by the way, I think you shared it last year, did you, Barry? We are actually in the top 10 of podcasts through the medium for last year. And I think it was even the year before. But we've only ever been interested in the... The Waikato stat. By the way, the Waikato stats just came out in December and Bridge Zone were lying third once again. So we were ranked third. So the two music channels, podcasts are in front again. So people, Bridge Zone, the number one verbal podcast in the Waikato area, which is awesome. Get your gumboots on. We're going down to the pond with Kermit. Good morning, Kermit. Welcome back to the Liddy Pad. Hi there. Lovely to see you both. Good morning. I've got a question for you both. We didn't talk about it last week. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Even if they're not bridge-related, do you have any New Year's resolutions? It's hard for you both being such perfect kind of people. You wouldn't think there is much that you'd have to change. Yep, got any? Perfect. Yep, I've got one. Go on then. It's bridge-related. Yeah, I want to play more. I've just realised that in the last few months I've hardly played, other than these occasional online things so we're going to be back at the table in Hamilton and I'd like to play a bit more. The New Plymouth Bridge Club had a welcome back to bridge afternoon yesterday we played a session and I went along and even though I'm a big fan of real bridge 
It was really nice to be in amongst the peeps. But it was funny holding cards. And I actually let out of turn twice because there was nothing to stop me. <laughs> How about you, Mariana? New Year's resolution? I have decided that I am actually going to travel a little bit more this year. So like Barry, I want to play more and I am going to play further afield. I've sort of only limited myself to Hamilton and Auckland, but I've decided I'm going to maybe put in A's to K's. Right. I look forward to seeing you both at the Taranaki Congress. (laughs) About the 12th of March. It'll be great. We'll be there. You going, Mariana? Oh, that's wonderful. It'll be great to see you both. And you think Pam's going to make us both lunch, Mariana? Do you think that's going to happen? Stranger things have happened. Um, (laughs) I actually make a pretty mean bacon and egg and mushroom pie that I bring for lunch. But if I remember correctly, I think that because we're such a hospitable club, I think we provide lunch, but don't quote me on that. I think you might. Uh, I'm a fan of anything with bacon in it, I'm telling you now. The guy (laughs) that invented bacon... Should have got a Nobel Peace Prize or something, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Pam? What's your New Year's resolution? I do have one, but it's not bridge-related, and I hope I do it right. When we were driving back from the batch to home the other day, my son and I, we were practising reading the road signs and correctly pronouncing Tereo Māori. I don't even think that pronunciation was 100%, but we've been practicing and my aim for the year is to get better at my pronunciation because I think it's important that we say our place names properly. Wow. And it it sounds so much better. It does. It really does. Yep, that's my uh, New Year's resolution. Now, back to the bridge topic. A lot of people, when they're thinking about learning bridge, ask... Do you have to be good at maths? What do you two think? Do you have to be good at maths to play bridge? I always give this answer when people say that. I say that if you can count to 13, you can be a good bridge player. There's 13 cards in every seat. That's all you got to do. I actually thought a little bit more than that. And I actually thought if you could count to 40, being 40 high card points in the pack, yep, you can just be a whiz at bridge. Yeah, but even the ones who can count to 13 will do okay. What do you reckon, Is it 13 or is it 40? (laughs) Well, a little bit of both. The actual adding up is not that onerous, is it? The actual counting, it's keeping all the balls and the juggling balls in the air when you are dealing with a hand. And a lot of very, very, very smart people are not that great at bridge. And I wouldn't say the converse is true because (laughs) that wouldn't really make sense. It's a really interesting set of skills, isn't it? It definitely is. But, I mean, counting is not what it's all about. And people that are really mathematically inclined aren't necessarily that good at bridge players sometimes. What do you think, Marietta? (laughs) Same. I don't think you have to be a great mathematician to play bridge. I do think what you do need is you need good eyesight. So you need to be able to see over to the other end of the table. You need good hearing. And I think good hearing is whether you can switch it on and switch it off. (laughs) I believe sometimes you need to be able to switch it off. But maths? Yes, well, I do that manually by... (laughs) 
poking things in my ears. <laughs> I just think if you if you want to get active and you want to learn something new in 2022, it, you want it to stimulate your mind and perhaps keep you awake at night, like a lot of things generally do in life, come and learn bridge. You'd think, wouldn't you, that maybe all of our top bridge players would be accountants if maths was important, because there's probably quite a few accountants that play. Yeah, I wouldn't say that all our top players were accountants by any stretch. There's one or two of them. I just, yeah, I, I just find that really fascinating about all the different walks of life that bridge players come from. And it's quite an eclectic group, really. You meet people that you might not necessarily come across, but they certainly come from very different backgrounds. I think that's great. I always say, look, when you're playing bridge against somebody, you don't care if they're an ex-murderer. You just want to know whether they play a weak no-trump or a strong no-trump. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. They might have buried their husband or wife in the backyard, but who cares? We just want to know how they play. We'll take them as teammates. <laughs> but it would never not- be a pickup line if but- you're out clubbing, would it? Do you reckon? Well, it's not a pickup line. You know, the beat's moving, you've got a nice drink in your hand and you see some foxy person at the bar, you never saunter up to them and say, hey, do you play bridge? You never do that. <laughs> well, you know, you say that, you say that, but some of these big bridge congresses, I think quite a few interesting things do happen. It could work, Mariana. I mean, it would be original, wouldn't it? Wouldn't, wouldn't it? It's not like, do you come here often or do you play bridge? You know, it could work. Somebody's... I certainly believe no one would slap you in the face for it. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon to all the single bridge players out there, why don't you give it a whirl next time you're in a bar and tell us how you get on? <laughs> Send it in, bridgezoneshuffle at gmail.com. Strictly anonymously, of course. You can make it your New Year's resolution. How did we get here from do you have to be good at maths? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it's just bridge, isn't it? I'm looking forward to seeing you both at the bridge table lots this year. And hopefully... I won't be the kiss of death to all the bridge tournaments as I go around the countryside because anything I entered seemed to get cancelled. But I think we're in for a better year this year. Are you playing in any of the Canberra events you are, Pam? Yes, I'm playing in three events. I'm having a week of bridge. So Marianne and I and Judge Julie and Patrick and numerous others are all playing at Canberra. Maybe we'll catch up. Maybe we will. Hopefully not in the first round of the teams as screenmates, Barry. <laughs> It'd be much better if it was in the final. Yes. Okay, see you, everyone. Next week. Good luck in bye. Canberra. Thank bye. you, bye. Join us next week at the Lilypad. With Pam Livingston, bridge coach. See you. Phenomena. Barry and I have been talking about a new segment in the Bridge Zone. It's only in its infancy at the moment, and we'll talk more about it next week. But for now, if you're playing in Canberra this week, good luck. I'll see you there. So will Barry. Yep. Canberra, here we come. Hey, and I didn't really mean it like, don't sprain your ankle, but don't sprain your ankle. Almost like acting, break a leg. We don't want you to do that. Okay. You have a good holiday and we'll catch you next week. It's only going to be 22 degrees north of Napier tomorrow. We'll be good. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye for now. New Zealand Bridge. 
sponsoring Bridge from beginner to international, nationwide. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.